Hi guys, welcome to Unsolved Australia Minisodes. Thank you for joining me, Harry from the True Crime Sisters, in my endeavour to bring awareness for people who are missing and cases that haven't been solved. If you're anything like me, your late teenage years involved a lot of spending time with friends, planning your future and maybe making some questionable decisions. For me, these were some of the best years of my life. You're dancing that perfect line between adult responsibilities and just being a big kid. Today's case is about a 19-year-old man, Daniel Shepard, who, like most people his age, was out for a bit of fun on New Year's Eve. Like most young men, he felt safe making the short walk home from the train station to his house, but unfortunately, he never made it home. On New Year's Eve 1994, 19-year-old Daniel Shepard decided to go out for the night with his twin brother Michael and a group of mates. The group met for pre-drinks at a friend's house before catching a train and a tram to Glen Alg, a popular beachside suburb in Adelaide, South Australia. The group started their night at Lenny's Tavern. Daniel ended up leaving Lenny's with two friends and moving on to a nightclub called Rave, where they stayed briefly before relocating to the next nightclub. The next club was called Empire. At around 3am, his two friends left him at Empire as he had met a woman and was chatting to her. According to this woman, the last time she saw him was around 4am. Daniel then made his way to the Adelaide railway station looking to catch the 4.13am train to Port Adelaide and walk home from there. He ran into three girls that he knew from school at the train station and chatted with them. They got off the train before he did at Alberton Station. Daniel also knew another acquaintance that was on the train that night, Nicholas Wright, and he was the last person to have seen Daniel that night. At 4.35am, Daniel got off the train at Port Adelaide Railway Station and said goodbye to Nicholas Wright. He was seen walking down the pedestrian ramp, walking towards Baines Place, which was in the direction of his home on Lord Hobart Way in West Lakes. This was reportedly a 10-minute walk, but unfortunately, Daniel never arrived home. According to those closest to Daniel, there was no reason for him to leave voluntarily. He was very close to his twin brother Michael and had a good relationship with his mother Patricia. According to all sources, Daniel had a happy and peaceful home life. His bank accounts were not touched after he disappeared, and this happened in the days before mobile phones, so nobody has heard from Daniel since. His mother is sure that if he were planning to leave for any length of time, he would have come home and grabbed some of his belongings rather than just disappearing. Daniel Shepard was described by his twin brother Michael as a friendly guy who would talk to anyone, and he was also a bit of a larrikin. He loved heavy metal music and his favourite bands were Silverchair and Pearl Jam. He was a big supporter of his favourite footy team, Port Adelaide. His employer at the time described him as loyal, reliable and hardworking. He was a young man enjoying his teenage years, going out with mates and having a good time. He was also described as street smart and a homebody, so his brother Michael was sure that if he said he was going home, he meant it, and that he wouldn't have had any trouble getting home. The Shepherd family moved to South Australia when the twin boys were very young. They also had five older sisters who were already out of the family home by the time the twins were born. The family wasn't wealthy, and the boys lost their father when they were only 15, but despite all this, Michael remembers that they had a very good childhood. Following New Year's Eve, Michael phoned around different friends to see if anybody had seen Daniel, but nobody had. He did not have a good gut feeling at this point. 
On the 4th of January 1995, Daniel's mum Patricia called the police to report her son missing. She knew something was wrong and that Daniel would not take off without telling anyone, especially his twin brother Michael. It was like Daniel had vanished into thin air. Police conducted land searches with experienced cadaver dogs, as well as searching rivers and water around Port Adelaide with police boats, divers and sonar systems. A televised reenactment of Daniel's journey home took place on Saturday the 21st of January 1995, with Daniel's twin brother Michael wearing a blonde wig and the clothes that Daniel was wearing when he disappeared. Not long after Daniel disappeared, police had grave fears for his safety. It was eventually theorised that Daniel was most likely abducted and murdered. This would most likely have been a case of the wrong time and the wrong place. Nobody knew that Daniel was going to catch that specific train home, so it's most likely that whoever picked him up saw the potential for a crime of opportunity. The police have looked into a number of different suspects, but to this day, none of the information that has been provided to them has been considered to be credible. They questioned some of Daniel's friends and workmates, but nothing was revealed from these inquiries. Although it's possible Daniel died of an accident or misadventure, it's unlikely, as with the land and water searches, his body most likely would have been found. In 2005, the coroner found that Daniel Shepherd was presumed dead, due to the fact that he hadn't been heard from in over 10 years. Daniel had no known enemies and nobody that knew him could think of any reason why anyone would want him gone. He was reportedly a marijuana user and may have used other drugs socially, but it was reported that he was not a serious drug user. Police say there's no indication that Daniel would have a drug debt, although there was a call to Crime Stoppers suggesting this. Police have looked into all sorts of claims about Daniel's disappearance, including talk of him being murdered by an occult group or potentially the victim of a group called The Family that abducted young boys in the 70s and 80s. Daniel was within the age range that they targeted and was slightly built, so he would have made an easy target. Police are sure that this was not a targeted attack, as nobody knew where Daniel was going to be. Daniel Shepherd is described as 5'5 and has a slim build. He had fair hair and on the day of his disappearance, he was wearing blue jeans, a maroon denim shirt and black shoes. Police believe it may only take one small piece of information to pull all the pieces together and solve Daniel's case. Over time, alliances change, friendships fracture and relationships fall apart. It is possible that someone holds information about Daniel's disappearance that may assist police in solving his case and providing some answers for his family who have been left with nothing but questions for the last 22 years. If you know something that may assist police with their inquiries, please do the right thing and come forward. You can do this anonymously. There is a $200,000 reward for a person who comes forward with the right information that leads the police to answers about what happened to Daniel. Do you hold the missing piece of the puzzle? If you think you know something that may help, please call Crime Stoppers on 1-800-333-000. That's 1-800-333-000. Thank you for listening to today's mini-sode. My thoughts go out to Daniel's family. I hope they are soon able to have the answers they so deserve. Make sure you tune in next Monday for our regular episode. Thank you.